Hi, I'm Jason and this is another episode of Rewind and Review. As always, I'm joined by the one guy who doesn't care if shampoo goes on before conditioner. Rob! Is that a bald joke? It, it is. Welcome to <laughs> Rewind and Review, the re- retrospective podcast where we have a look at an existing property from the past, delve into its uh, legacy, discuss how it's held up over time, and even give our own personal experiences. Did we watch it as a kid or sometime later in our lives? That's right. This episode of Rewind and Review will look at a film that celebrates its 25th uh, anniversary this year in 2020. I regard it as one of, one of Adam Sandler's classics, uh, this off-the-wall bonkers goofball fest reminds us of a different time in comedy movies. A very different time. Um, so grab your lunchbox, don't forget your snack packs, uh, and rewind with us as we go back to school in the year 1995. We have to go back! Go back, Stem! What year is it? Are you telling me you built a time machine? Adam Sandler, you either love him or you hate him. But we can all agree that classic Sandler was something else. Whether you went overboard with him in Going Overboard, um, had fun watching uh, a golf movie in Happy Gilmore, fell in love uh, with Robbie Hart in The Wedding Singer, learned to appreciate um, high quality H2O in The Waterboy, or realised that you just can't steal a kid in Big Daddy, I think we can all admit that Adam Sandler's breakout movie journey began with Billy Madison. Yes. Yes. Directed by Tamara Davis and written by Adam Sandler and Tim Hurley, uh, Billy Madison is the goofball comedy movie that, as Rob said, potentially served as the springboard for Adam Sandler's movie career. Be warned that if you haven't seen Billy Madison yet, but you want to, go watch it first before listening to this episode. We will be talking spoilers. Manchild Billy Madison, who is played by Adam Sandler, um, has been a spoiled rich kid all his life and spends his days drinking and partying. When his father, hotel magnate Brian Madison, uh, played by Darren McGavin, becomes fed up with his son's irresponsible ways, he issues an ultimatum. Since Billy passed all his schooling thanks to his father's influence and bribes, he must retake and pass every uh, grade in 24 weeks. Otherwise, this business will be turned over to Brian's conniving associate, Eric, who's played by Bradley Whitford. (laughs) <laughs> is that his, is weasel. That his, is that his little weasel laugh? <laughs> <laughs> you did that. Um, it's like you got a little weasel inside of you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rob, part weasel. Part weasel. Um, anyone. Personal experience, Jason, what's your experience with this movie? Oh, Judy, do you know what? this? This I don't know whether it was this one or... No. Gilmore? No. I don't know. No, it was. De- I think it was definitely Big Daddy that was my first Adam Sandler movie. Oh. Yeah, Th- thinking about it, it's a fair way away, uh, like a long. Yeah, well, think about the age I am and when this, these movies came out. You but, are a child, yes. But it was. I don't know whether I saw this or Happy Gilmore first, one okay. or the other. Yeah. Um, I think on TV here they used to play him. I think they did like double features of them, so it was like back to back. I think as a kid. This movie was, I guess, what I thought was the funnier, <laughs> the the out of the two, you know, like the two big Sandler movies of the of that time. Yeah, I used to think this was the the better funny one, just because it was goofy, it was silly, you know, it was about him going back to school. It's like I can relate. I go to school, but then as I got older, I was like, Happy Gilmore is an amazing movie. But we're not here to talk about that one. Here to talk about Billy Madison. Um, maybe things have changed. I don't know. We'll we'll see. But. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how many times I've watched it. It's it's been a few times, a fair few times. Has it? Yeah. Okay. Well, I definitely, one hundred percent, I can guarantee I saw Happy Gilmore first. Um, in fact, I saw that quite a couple of times before I saw this. This one actually eluded me. I saw this. I saw uh, Big Daddy. I saw Little Nicky. I saw a whole bunch of little of Sandler flicks. Yeah. And then this one came at around about the third or fourth along the line. Yeah. So way out of sequence. I loved this movie when I was a kid, so I reckon I would have watched it when I was, I don't know, I, I don't know. I watched it throughout <laughs> my teenagers and, yeah. and early adult. I was the target market for it, definitely. Um, I don't 
yeah, what holds up? But we're going to talk, we're going to talk about that. But I've probably seen, I've probably seen yeah. this about five, six well, times. You, you say Tiger, but I mean, they're, they're, there's a, it's a bit adult. There's a bit of crude humor in there, but I think it plays pretty safe as a, dare I say, appropriate for kids. In, in somewhat. We're going to talk about you know, it. Yeah. We're going to talk about it. Because <laughs> yeah. I may not agree with you, but uh, that's why we're here to that's talk right. about it. That's we're going to dissect it. That's the whole um, thing. But yeah, yeah I've, I've definitely seen this movie probably five, six times at least. I don't... I know we did... Look, we did our rewind to The Wedding Singer. Yes. Um, how much did we touch on, I guess, Adam Sandler as, you know, on a personal level? Are you an Adam Sandler fan? I don't recall if... Um, no, not really. Okay, yeah. Okay. Definitely not. And that's okay. Certainly not his, um, his more contemporary stuff. I mean, no, no that's fair. That's fair. It's um, completely fair. But there's, I mean, there's, <laughs> there's a couple of them that I really enjoyed. Yeah. Like, Happy Gilmore was one. Waterboy enjoyed that. Um, Little Nicky I even enjoyed. It was a different... Like, it was an era, like... It was, that was my, a part of my life. Yeah, back-to-back, yeah. back, just yeah. Sandler hits. You but know, like, now... Yeah. And he was on a roll. Like that, de- there's a decade of Sandler basically. There was a like, there's a pretty time I was picking up all of his movies on DVD, and I was like, I think I had told myself, I was like, Adam Sandler movie comes out, I'm buying it, like, I'm buying them all. Yeah, and then you know, we hit that point where it was sort of like, oh, these are kind of going downhill a bit, mm. and then we got you know, those movies like, you know, Jack and Jill, and oh, God. You know, that kind so of hung. that, yeah, so hung, oh, that God. kind of era, and I was like. All right, I might be done. <laughs> but then his new his new Netflix deals aren't um, that bad, but they're not that great either. Uh, no, yeah, they're nothing to get too excited about. I mean, yeah, we're there. We're watch- I'm watching them. But I mean, he pulls out something it's, like Uncut Gems, and you're just like, whoa! What? It's a career defining movie. Well, like, that's that, it. It's, you know? in, it's incredible. Um, but Adam Sandler aside, at least we know where we stand. So I guess I'm, in a way, I'm the bigger fan because I will watch anything he's mm. in, um, and then I will tell you if it's if it's shit or not. But I'll still watch it. I'll still show up. Have you seen Uncut Gems? Yes, I have. We did a me and uh, co-host Luke on that film. Oh, Lukey Luke. Thanks for following the channel and uh, listening to our podcast. Absolutely. Good to have a supporter in you. Yeah, absolutely. Rob. All right, let's talk. Let's talk. (laughs) (laughs) Let's avoid the disappointment and move into (laughs) legacy. Um, So this this movie. Um, its budget it was made with a budget of ten million dollars, and it made a box office of twenty six point four mil. Not much, not much, but doubled. Double. Nah. We got to think. We got to think. Nineteen ninety five dollars and ten million is a cheap little, is a cheap little exercise. Yeah, I think that's okay. But yeah, it's not majorly anything too exciting. But you know, mm. for a for a cheap little flick with you know Adam Sandler and you know his mates and. All that kind of stuff. Yeah. Why not? Like, they had fun. They clearly had fun making this. But it did debut at number one at the box office when it did come out. Really? Yeah. I guess no competition at the time. <laughs> well, I guess not, because that's mean, an absolute... Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, it did I receive... What, I don't know what it would have been up against. I'm not no gonna movie. It's like there's like nothing else showing, and yeah, yeah. I'm not looking into it. Um, well, February, yeah, weird time of year. Um, it did receive mixed <laughs> reviews from critics. At the moment, it sits at forty percent on Rotten Tomatoes, based on forty-seven <laughs> reviews, which is an average of four point seven three out of ten. Yeah, and Metacritic has it at sixteen out of one hundred from thirteen <laughs> reviews. It's not very good. Um, pretty low. Pretty low. It was, however, nominated for Best Comedic Performance for Adam Sandler at the MTV Movie Awards, which is actually not a surprise at all, really. MTV, yeah. Sounds good. Sounds good. But um, nominated, nominated. Oh, nominations are yeah. Good. We haven't got a we haven't got a, a Billy Madison franchise as such or anything like that. But we could say mm. we could say the Adam Sandler Happy Madison the, family. Y- yes. Well. Yeah. Well, actually, you know, like, Adam Sandler founded his film and television production company, Happy Madison Productions, yes. in 1999, so a few years after this movie. So the name is an obvious combination of his two films, Happy Gilmore and Billy Madison. Yeah. And just a little bit of extra trivia, um, the male depicted in the production logo is Sandler's late father, Stanley, who died in 2003. Oh. He also is the one who says the word terrific. Oh, right. That logo does play. So a bit of, yeah, Happy Madison... Trivia there. This is very interesting. Um, and this was the movie that started it all, you know. I would Happy say- Madison Productions is now a household name. Everyone knows that. Yeah, and they, I mean, they do more movie, it's movies and television as well, you know. Mm. I think, uh, like, the Goldbergs, for for instance, comes under Happy oh, right. Madison. You know, there's, there's heaps of 
sort of stuff out there. And not just Adam Sandler vehicles, you know, like movies, Kevin James, yeah. uh, David Spade, Rob Schneider, like their movies, a lot of their movies come under that banner as well. And other things. Other things, not even... I don't know, Adam Sandler might not be mates with him, but I'm pretty sure he just puts his friends in all his movies, yeah. as we as we know. Just keeps the paychecks but, coming. But, you know, he did, have, he did have a few movies before this, like, you know, you mentioned Overboard, and mm. a couple other ones were just slipping my mind, but they were never sort of big... I think the fact that they're slipping my mind proves that they were never really big, mm. um, you know, staple movies that have sort of stuck around and people have gone to. Mm. I think it was like Coneheads and something like that. But, you know, Sandler oh, had... Yeah. A smaller... Kind of, with Dan had a small, Yeah. Adam Sandler's role in that was like a small kind of thing. It wasn't a leading role. Yeah, Which right. is like when we get to this movie, Billy Madison, he's front and centre. It's about mm-hmm. him. It's... Yeah, it goes up. And apparently this is Adam Sandler's mum's favourite movie of his. Oh, my God. And she is a nursing... What is it? A, a nursery, in a nursing home? No, is she's that? a nursery school teacher. Gosh, you're kidding me. Or maybe was. I don't know if she still is. Who, who knows? Maybe she got fired. My gosh. <laughs> um, all right. <laughs> it's a fun movie. It is Let's... a fun movie. Let's talk about it. We'll go through it from the big guy. Start with uh, well, Bill I, Madison, well, Billy we, Boy. Yeah, Adam Sandler himself. Um, Sandler said that Billy's is the closest he's come to actually playing himself. Oh, gosh. Which I don't know is, is a concerning thing or a wonderful, glorious thing that should be celebrated. <laughs> my my knee-jerk, you know, after, <laughs> after watching it very recently, yeah. is that's a concerning personality trait, if that's the case. I mean, yeah, his character is... I mean, this is... I, like Adam sort of Adam Sandler made a, a signature for himself with, I guess, this character. Yeah. And a lot of his humour, even his stand-up... It's, you know, the way he speaks, that kind of... It's like angry Sandler versus, like, with a mix of almost mentally impaired. Yeah. He, he, he definitely... Like, the very first thing I wrote down uh, it was, as, as, as I was doing the research, was that he's just impersonating a person with disability. Like, that's what he's doing. And then I thought about it, and I was like, he's exactly, exactly the same character as Waterboy, as Billy... Billy Boucher, yeah. But, no, what's his... What's no, it's not Billy. Bobby. Bobby Boucher. And I thought about it, and I was like... And it's only... like So, Billy... Well, um, I think with, with Bobby at the, in the water, boy, I think he did actually have some sort of... Yeah, no, he... he I think like, he was actually portraying... Either um, that or he was just held back because of his mother's like, homeschooling of him. Um, but with it, well, this one, I think, he's just it's just the lifestyle that is broke him he's playing a he's essentially playing a juvenile like he's got a yes. he's got a child's mind so that is yeah. de- definitely a takeaway that i you know so thinking back you've got the knee-jerk reaction to how he's acting but he also breaks that character it is a character but when he needs to be serious he can he can tone it down a little bit so it's not he's not playing it as yeah. a genuine thing it's not who There's billy not is like- it is who billy is pretending to muck about yeah, with when he's... There's cause... not, like, a huge shift in his character. Like, you don't get to the end and it's just like, oh, he's grown up, he's matured, he's smart, mm. but... Well, he hasn't. Well, no, he hasn't. But that, in, in a way, that's kind of a good thing. It's like he, mm. he's true to himself, like, that's who he is. And yeah. that's who, you know, like, um, you know, Veronica Vaughan, you know, falls in love with it, is him because he's genuine. He's unlike anyone he's ever met before. It's, Are you sure different. she didn't want his money? I mean, oh... We will, get to, we will get to the record. Yeah. Fine. Okay. That's something different. But yeah, like, there isn't that major shift. 2020 lens, man. 2020 He's not lens. a completely different character by the end of it. He's, but he has grown in yeah. a way. And yeah, I mean, the decision he makes at the end to... It's the right decision. To go to college. Yeah. Continue his education and to... Be a teacher. That's it. Be a teacher, hand the, hand the company, like, we're really getting to the end of it, but hand the company over to, to Carl. Yeah instead of taking it on himself, because that would be the most ludicrous thing for a Fortune 500 company to do, <laughs> would be to give all of its control to yeah. somebody who is still technically, or well, not technically, and just an infant. <laughs> just an infant. <laughs> so, um, so overall, I mean, on, on the surface level, yes, Billy Madison is a extremely unlikable character. Like, oh there's so many moments where you do genuinely want to just Shake him and be like, "Why are you? Why are you like this?" And, yes. and just punch him in the face. Oh God! <laughs> but you know what? At the same time, and maybe it's because I know of his growth throughout the movie because I've seen the movie so many times. Yeah. But there is a genuine part of him. You know, like he does want to 
he sets himself up because he wants to prove himself to his dad, you know? Yeah. So that motivation is like, you know what? That's coming from a good place. Yeah. He's not doing it to win a bet. He's not doing it to to well, show someone up or to or just to throw, you know, what's his name into the dirt, you know? Like it's it's He's to, doing it to control he, his company though. Well, no, he or to protect the company from the sniveling. You could look at it like that because he does from the very immediate, like the very start. You see that he hates Eric. Oh, hates him. Yeah. So, but well deserved. He taunts him. I have to point out a couple of pet hates that I could not turn away from when we're watching it, though. Yeah. So even though he does, he has his growth as a character, right? And I appreciate that. Here, here, hundred percent. He definitely improves. Got you. (laughs) But. So one of the things, he's on the school bus trip. Yeah. And the children dare him to touch the teachers. And he food. even says he's like, oh, he goes, that's, that's assault. That's assault. <laughs> but then he turns around immediately and he goes, do you double dare me? And then he bloody does it. <laughs> yeah. And it's all for laughs and the little kids in the school bus are laughing and having a laugh. Does it make time. it okay that after, she, after he does it, that Veronica does smile? Like, <laughs> no, it does not. It does not. It does not. Um, okay, yeah. So he'll do something like that, but at the same time, he'll also do something like, like protect Ernie by, you know, making yeah. it look like he's wet himself. Absolutely. And doing something awesome like that, when you go, wow, yeah, that's yeah. I hear, I hear, you. I hear you definitely. But that one example for it, like, I mean, he did, he did apologize like, for the boob touch after when he's walking along with her. Like, yeah, but he's yeah. just set that perfect example for the Little East, hasn't he? <laughs> hasn't he? Anyway. Um, yeah, you just so, can't touch boobs anymore. Um, some notes that we've got here as well, just regarding his performance. Uh, allegedly, he ad-libbed most of it. And I think I can, you can see that if you're yeah, looking at it. Yeah, if you look at... It's just if, chaos, If really. you look at his style of comedy, especially back then, and yeah. you know, his stand-up... The voices, the little performances—it's all in line. It, it, this is Adam, and I think director Tamara Davis actually said it was important to let Adam be Adam. So it wasn't. He said he's the closest thing to playing yeah, himself. Probably, like you said. I think that yeah, he's just being himself. <laughs> but you hear, you know, the moment where he's like chasing the penguin and he falls over in the doorway, <laughs> and the and the guys walk past him. He just looks. He looks over, and he said, "One of them, the leg goes past, and he just goes, oh, leg.' Like <laughs> it is ad lib. He's just like, that's not scripted. That's, that's just it. weird, the, weird behaviour. The penguin, though. The penguin. Oh my oh. god. Um, so apparently, there's a guy in the suit called Greg Valkov. Good on you, Greg. So that's a uh, big shout out to him. Absolute shout out. Scene stealer. Every. I mean, every time he's on screen. Yeah. Stealing the set. Stealing the the screen time. You know, yeah. the show was stolen. That's all I'm saying. Can you imagine how creepy it would have been if it was nighttime? Every time you see him, it's daylight. Oh. oh, no, what about the time he goes to see Veronica at her house and he sees the penguin there? Yeah, but it's inside in the, in the light right. with the okay. cocktail, which is funny because he's got a cigar and it's <laughs> hilarious. But we're just thinking about it because it, it gave me the... I was thinking about it as I was watching it <laughs> going, Mr. Mr. Madison, there is no penguin! <laughs> um, have, have, you, have you seen Donnie Darko? Mm. You know how um, the rabbit dude keeps on appearing? Yes. Whatever his name is. Yes. And we don't want to spoil the, anything uh, for, for those who have not watched that movie. But, but that's the vibe I got. And I was, just, I was thinking about going, if this penguin was in the dark, that's what it would be. Like, <laughs> penguin standing there that no one else can see. It like a penguin suit with like a skeleton like body. Kind of no. But anyway, heaps of comedy beats. Yeah. And I mean, I guess we have to explain it, even though everyone probably gets it. But he is hallucinating the penguin. <laughs> yeah. Generally, it's when he's blind drunk or he's been out in the sun too long. <laughs> yeah. Did you notice... For some reason, Billy is always wearing like shoes or socks in moments. I did it until you noticed yeah. it. Like when you, I'm thinking back and I can't think of any other time he's. So not. like when he's on the when he's in the pool, like he's on the you know the inflatable mattress mm. thing, whatever you call what they call it. It doesn't matter. Um, when I talk about pool products, mm. but yeah, you know he's got socks on or, or something. He's got shoes. Whenever yeah, there's a moment where someone normally would not be I don't know did he have a weird thing with his feet or maybe he's got, maybe Adam Sandler's got ugly feet but I swear I've seen Adam Sandler's have I I don't know oh my god we need to investigate try and find Adam Sandler feet photos people listening googling his feet right now that's amazing what about like grown ups when he's like you know maybe is he wearing thongs or something or flip flops or sand? I don't know I don't know I don't know Anyway, right. yeah, went somewhere weird there. Shall we move on to some of the other characters that we've got? Well, let's talk about... Well, you, you talk about him being drunk and stuff. Let's talk about oh. Frank and Jack. Yeah. So we've got Norm MacDonald 
in his feature film debut. And which one was he? Is he the bigger gentleman? No, nah, was... Frank's the skinnier guy. So I like Frank's the one with that. He's got that distinct voice. He does. I wanted to point that out. I've heard it before and I don't know where. Uh, what's a good example of a voice he's done? Um, oh, uh, the the dog in Doctor Doolittle, the Eddie Murphy movie. Oh, did he? He's the dog, like the main dog. The, the dog. That's like a lead role. That's the. <laughs> Even though it's not in person, but that movie is essentially Eddie Murphy and Norm Macdonald. Like that's. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay, cool. Oh, well, good on you, Norm. Well, he's the voice I hear whenever I heard my dog talk. Oh, Apparently, okay. he was um, he was drunk in the scene where his character is wasted. So that's method acting, I guess. Well, I just totally thought it was pretty authentic. So <laughs> it worked out well. Well, who's the other guy? Jack. Jack, played by Mark uh, Beltsman. Beltsman? Cool. He's, the, he's the more subtle know. character of the two of them. But yeah. I do like... I, do, I think their standout scene is when, you know, there's all this stuff going on with Billy and all that, and then it <laughs> cuts back to them... And they're like just chilling out on the lawn, and it, and I think it, I think it's Frank who says, "Hi, oh, Billy. What do you think of that? Oh, where is he?" Oh, and cool. then Frank say, "Or Jack, sorry, that was Frank." And Jack says, "Billy's at school. Oh yeah, <laughs> I love it." Back to, uh, it's favorite, like Beavers and Butthead. It's my favorite one scene out of the two of them is when it's actually Jack by himself, and it's when he's watering the child. He's just sitting there. There's a kid on the lawn sitting there and he's just getting watered by... The, the, and he's just smiling. He's just smiling. The three characters, Billy, Frank and Jack, are like... That's how the, the comedy... That's how the comedy is flushed out throughout this movie. It's through yeah. them. Even though, you know, the, the, the two supporting characters don't really do much except sort of just <laughs> kind of have their presence and they're there and they're, you know, there's a kind of a comedic cutaway scene to them it's yeah if you if you're not on board with that like beavis and butthead type kind of comedy yeah. where it's just it is a very specific brand of yeah humor. almost like stoner comedy but I yeah no, that's what it but is i don't think they're stoned okay no, no, but that's the thing i was most of their drunk scenes i was thinking more they were stoned than they were drunk to be <laughs> yeah. even though that there's not one little ounce of drugs you, you do not see anything they were a level I, of drunk that was they, like, they seemed... They were, they're high, man. Yeah. <laughs> they were I mean, high. let's be real. He's seeing penguins. Like, he's high. <laughs> yes. um, I have to admit, though, there's, there's a the bit at the end where it's a graduation ceremony. Everyone's like kissing everybody and everything yeah. like that. And bloody Jack's character... Um, sorry, Mark's character, Jack, goes to kiss a child. <laughs> and I saw that yeah. and I was like... Ah! <laughs> at least ah! I mean, at least she was a teenager but, if, but still that's not even it does help <laughs> it, well it does it's not like he was trying to kiss someone Ernie's age it does but it is also doesn't help <laughs> yeah. but I was also thinking like going like put, just going like that actor Mark like that would have been a very awkward scene ah it's all it's so, all comedy it's just, it's oh. comedy but that that's not my type of humour but well, anyway it, but it's always a laugh when that girl does turn around and say, ooh like, and she goes no. hey, what are you doing yeah. like no no I thought <laughs> I mean <laughs> I felt more I felt more story. uncomfortable with the with the penguin kiss, kissing scene Oh, yeah. As opposed, to, yeah. <laughs> as opposed to um, what's his name, Jack, go on and kiss that teenage girl. Yeah. So, I mean, you know. Do you reckon this <laughs> movie? <laughs> do you reckon this movie could be filmed and released the way it is now? Yes. The way it is in its form now. Yes. You reckon? Whether so. whether it would be any any more successful or as successful or no, I don't think it would. I don't think it'd be received as well. I, I mean, it wasn't received, I mean, it wasn't well received anyway, apparently. No, yeah. but look at the look at the some of the movies that, you know, where some of the newer Sandler movies that we have now, like, there's still that sort of level of crude humour and just goofballness and just... Yeah. And how are they received? Like, it's, it, it's tired. It's, you know, yeah. it's, um, it's like it's been done before. So things have changed. This was a different time and a different yeah. era of comedy and a different, a different time for Adam Sandler as well. Well, he's more youthful, youthful times. So maybe, maybe if Adam Sandler was to do this movie now, yeah, at his age, what is he? He's like in his fifties. Oh, yeah, no, it wouldn't no, work. No. Wouldn't work. No. But if he was this age and this came out now, maybe. I'm trying to think of who would actually Zac Efron. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, take those comedies that Zac mm. Efron's are. You know, like they're a you know Baywatch and yeah. uh, the Neighbors and stuff, or Bad Neighbors, depending on. Where you live. I think it's here we have bad neighbours, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Is it? Yeah, yeah, because it didn't want to, with the soap, 
Uh, yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. Neighbors. 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 Okay. Anyway, let's let's come on. Let's move on to our um, our antagonists. Eric. Antagonist. There is only one. Um, Eric. There he is. Yeah. He is. It's just him. I mean, he has like a goon that he kind of has. Oh, like and and the O'Doyle family. <laughs> right. Oh, family. All of them. Yeah. Are they. They. Do you, do you do you mention the O'Doyles? Nah, but um, so they die. Let's talk about them first. We'll get back to Eric. So they die. They, there's a. It's basically a family of sons, and they all have like some sort of interaction. With O'Doyle yeah. rules. Mm. Some sort of interaction with Billy throughout his his. Yeah. Just a different age. Gaps. Yeah. Yeah. And then. There's the thing with the banana peel yeah. being thrown out the window of the bus, and then you just keep seeing so it. So it's the driver that does that, isn't it? Yeah, driver yeah, throws banana peel driver, out, yeah. and it progressively gets older and older, and then a car, the O'Doyle family hit yeah. it, and then it slides off the right off a cliff. You hear it explode. Everyone's dead. <laughs> Everyone's dead. And they do you know don't what? touch on it. They just let it go. They're all dicks, so who cares? Yeah. <laughs> about? They ruled, man. They ruled. Um, so. Okay, so Eric Gordon, played by Bradley... Who Whitford. is the actual antagonist, but anyway. I guess, yeah. I mean, yeah, he's he's playing the perfect character that you just want to hate. You, at no point do you sympathise or root for him. There's, yeah, there's no, um, mm. there's no empathy there. You're just like, yeah, that guy, I hate him. You do hate him. Yeah, hate him. He has that laugh, and it's annoying, and you just don't like it. So, yeah. it's, so it's wonderful. Yeah, he, I mean, he plays it. Well. In a way, does that make Billy more likable? Because just by default, mm. like your brain goes, "Well, here's my here's my protagonist. Here's my antagonist. I really, really dislike the antagonist, so I must like the protagonist." Yeah. Even if he is a dick. <laughs> I mean, maybe I think you're right. I mean. Let's be fair. Like this movie is just ridiculous, anyway. So. <laughs> Let's not um, try and give a psychological uh, assessment of. I will say. Portrayals. I will say though, um, Eric is freaking moron. Like he can't. <laughs> if he can't answer business ethics, even lying. If he can't lie about yeah. business ethics, he has like zero understanding of the concept of business yeah. ethics, and he can't even lie or make some bullshit up. But there's the conundrum. There's like the paradox is. He wouldn't have an understanding of business ethics because he's a bad guy. Mm. So in that moment, why is he telling the truth? Like, as in, why is he trying to honestly answer it? Why doesn't he just go off the car? No, I think he genuinely has no concept of right. the idea there of, of what business ethics is. That he can't even mm. come up with something that would. Well, he does say actually, he goes that wasn't in the reading material, so <laughs> he does acknowledge that he wasn't prepared for it. Um, uh, some anyway. of those categories, though, we'll, we'll get to the decathlon. Oh, they're beautiful. Uh, yeah, we'll talk uh, about it. But his motivation, you know, it, it's sort of like, you know, he's not the he's, he's not the rightful heir to the throne, but you know, he's he's I guess the next in line in terms of hierarchy in the company. So wouldn't it? Wouldn't um, what's his name? Brian? Just you'd hear him because he abuses Brian at some point. Yeah. And wouldn't he just go? Oh, you're fired, man. Well, the thing is, like. Well, I guess at the at the end where you know all that stuff is coming out about uh, Billy potentially paying everyone off, you know it's all a lie. But then it's revealed mm. that it was a lie, and then it's sort of oh, do we give Billy a chance to complete? And you know Eric's like no, yeah. no, no, blah blah blah. And then I'm going to be writing. Not? You're going to see my lawyer. Yeah, yeah. At that point, he's just like, "Are you a moron?" Blah blah blah. That's when it's sort of like, "Wow, he should just kick him out of the, you know, like go. Right You're gone." Mm. But he's like, "No, nah, apparently, I, mean, I guess there was a an agreement made, mm. so he can. He does have grounds to sue. Yeah, right. Because the deal was broken. Yeah, okay. So I mean, I don't know, yeah, justified there. But you know, that's that's it. Apparently, apparently, Bradley Whitford never actually watched this movie though. Yeah. Which I uh, I think that does happen more often than you know, like someone just goes, they does do I their work. And I have certainly heard that before. Yeah, they get their paycheck, and I was yeah. like, that was fun, guys. I mean, how how often do you like listening to yourself? You know, do you know what I mean? Like you, your own performances, you don't really. I, don't, I mean, I'm not interested. Yeah, in that, really. I mean, look, when we started doing this podcast, it was sort of like every single one I'd listen back to, and then eventually I just kind of got bored of doing that because yeah. I'd heard it, I'd lived it, I'd lived the You'd podcast. Lived that moment. <laughs> Um, I, I, I personally, when I hear my voice, I hate it. I think a lot of people... I mean, I hate your know. voice too, but that's yeah, okay. No. So yeah, and and I think, I mean, we could do a Facebook poll, but I reckon I already know the results, <laughs> so don't worry about it. But, I mean, it's not, I think it's not abnormal for people not to look at their own art. Yeah. You know? Oh, that's it. At least you don't have it's, an it's abnormal... It's for other people. At least you, you don't know? have an abnormal head like Adam Sandler. Well, you've already made one <laughs> poor joke. You can make another later that's if okay. you like. Um, but let's move on. Uh, people who else was in the the, Mad, uh, the Madison Mansion? You got Brian, who's the dad, um, played by Darren McGavin. 
I don't really have anything to comment on him, really, because he's just like a... He's like a placeholder, you know? He's just there. Yeah, he's like a role that sort of needs to be there for the plot to yeah. be a thing. So that's... He genuinely cares about his son. Performance isn't bad, but yeah, and there is that... And he tolerates him. Like, I don't get how Billy was so bad coming to dinner. Like, he'll tolerate, but at the same time, like, in that in that dinner scene, he's sort of just like, that's enough, Billy. Yeah, but it even... You know? It, it endured way longer than probably should have. Well, think about it. the reason Billy's like that is in a way because he's of his dad. His, yeah. his dad did that. Yeah. Even Stephen, I think he calls it out. He's like, I he does. I've done this to you. Yeah, yeah. Like I gave you everything you could have wanted and more, and maybe that was a mistake. Ah, oh, no mm. shit. Yeah, no <laughs> shit, mate. But no shit. But there is that part of him where you know he wants to give him a chance, and I think maybe he does blame himself. So he goes. Yeah. Maybe I need to give him a chance. I think he does. Um, as in, that genuinely feels that way because he gives him a second chance. Yeah. He's like, he feels betrayed because the principal dobs him in yeah. or whatever. Then he finds out it's a flip and he's like, can you do this? Yeah, okay. All right. Well, off you go. Then do it. Lets him do it. And then Adam's... Um, Adam, sorry. Billy surprises <laughs> him by flipping it anyway, like doing it and then going, yeah, but I'm not really going to run the company. Carl's. That's it. Carl's going to do it. Speaking of, Carl's the next it's one like we he, talk about. He does but, keep actually coming up... Like Billy does come up with the solutions for things. He's the one that mm. proposes the, well, let me try and finish each year in you know in two, in weeks, two weeks and I'll, I'll finish school. And then he comes up with the, let's have a standoff you know with the, in the decathlon. And then after he makes the the choice without any influence to mm. go to college and pass the company on to Carl, Carl, played by Larry Hankin. I like Carl. I'm always a, I'm always a fan of Larry Hankin whenever he pops up in minor roles here and there. I've seen him around. I couldn't place him, though. I remember him in Home Alone. I mean, I, to be honest, if I have to be serious, I've seen um, Bradley Whitford around as well. I just can't place him. But yeah, it's like... what Carl's, They're like in things. Carl is... Was he the cop? In Home Alone? Yeah. Yeah, at the crisis phone guy. That's right. With the donut on the phone. That's right. Yeah. That is him, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Carl Orphone. Whoa. Whoa, meta. <laughs> um, so he, I mean, I liked him. And he comes in and warns um, Billy that Eric's up to something. I mean, he's... And immediately at that point, you're like, well, okay, I have to be serious. I have to be real. I thought, well, hang on, there's going to be a double cross here. Mm-hmm. Carl's going to be a bad guy. Nah. Carl, is, plays out Carl right. is just the straight, genuine friend of Billy, one of the nicest yeah. guys in the in the Madison mansion. I mean, committed to Brian, he'll say, he'll, say to hello, he'll greet Billy and say, hey, Billy, how you going? And then, yeah, you know, he'll give him the information when, when he feels like, no, nah, lines have been crossed and this needs to stop. Yeah. Of course, it, it just makes sense that Billy ends up just giving it to him because he's just that nice guy who mm. knows the company, knows the business, knows what needs to be done and I guess is the most trustworthy to get it done. Can I just say, he's pretty much the same age as Brian, but Brian's retiring. It's going to be a, a short fix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> because Eric is quite a lot younger, and so it makes sense that the secession would go. I mean, yeah, you make a good point there. We should not be. Yeah, let's over, yeah, let's overlooking be, a 1995 comedy. Yeah, movie let's just that. talk yeah. about Juanita. Let's move on quick, quick, quick. Juanita's great. She needs to keep it in her pants, though. <laughs> she is super horn dog. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um, Theresa Barrett is doing something, uh, yeah, doing something here. So, yeah, just... I mean... The first comment she makes Billy's, about Billy's Billy legal, is legal, so whatever, I guess. Yeah. Like, like, that boy sure is stupid, but he's got a fine house or something like that. Fine piece of ass. Fine piece of ass? Yeah. Mm, nice. Um, <laughs> when, he's, when he's sick, or like pretending to be sick, he's like, well, you stay home, you can help me shave my armpits. And he's like, oh, gross, I'll yeah. go to school. He's like, would you would you like me to take my, my, my top off? And he's like, no. And he's like, well, just remember it's on the table if you want it. Yeah. So, if you need, if you need. She's it. just a. I mean, I thought she was. Funny. I think. He, I mean, you nailed it. She's a horn dog. Yeah, she's a horn dog. <laughs> Keep your pants, Juanita. But she means well. Funny. Well, one thing I noticed though, Juanita is, I you know, a cliche made Spanish maid name. So right. we're talking about an African American. Sure. Yeah. So yeah, it, it played with that. I don't know if that is intentional, because they did not have to call her Juanita. Yeah, they could yeah. call her anything, and, and so the they've the, given her a Spanish name. And at the end of the day, is, either way, working for a rich old white man. Yeah. So that's. <laughs> so I mean, that was the point. That was my point. Is I feel like it might very well have been an intentional thing, just to point out that either people of Spanish background or African Americans generally are in those roles, and so yeah. they've combined the two together. Yeah, it's just stuck yeah. it in there. 
But Winita was great, I thought. Um, let's go to go to school. Let's go back to school. Back to school. Let's Follow talk about the, the, the song. The, the <laughs> back to school. Back to school. To prove to dad that I'm, I'm not, not a fool. fool. Oh, Something about his lunchbox. and So annoying. And his boots are tied. And he hopes he doesn't get into a fight. Yeah. So tied tight. <laughs> and the bus drives past him. Yeah, and the bus drives straight past him. Do you think it's annoying? Yeah, a little bit. Nah, it's fine. It's, it's that, that, that Waterboy accent he puts on as yeah, well. It's like, back to school, back to school. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I think he's he's doing more than Waterboy here. Because I think Waterboy, he's a bit more subtle with his... I want to say, like, <laughs> that voice. Let's just say it like that. But, well, that's because he's genuinely playing a person with disability yeah. at that point. I still I'm still not sure. But <laughs> oh, I think... Anyway, anyway, <laughs> we're going to have to review it at some point, so we'll talk oh, about it then day. when the time comes. Oh, day. Let's talk about teachers. Um, oh, but hang on. Can I just say something about Billy? And you, you just pointed it out. So school bus misses, misses him, just drives straight past yeah. him. So he has to get a lift with his dad. <laughs> thanks, Dad. <laughs> he said, thanks, Dad. He's actually really polite. The whole way through, even though he's an ass yeah. to like different in different areas, if you if you go back and watch the movie again, he says thank you to everybody. He's actually like a really polite young man. <laughs> yeah, but then <laughs> I'm thinking about the snack pack scene with um, with Juanita, and where she just starts screaming at her because she gave him a banana. Yeah, and she's like, where was I? Yeah. I just want a snack pack. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. But and then, he, but then a moment later, you know, he'll be like. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I thought, yeah, he's, he's, he was a polite young man, What was Billy. Um, all right, let's talk Miss Lippy, played by Dina Platius. Platius, yeah. So, first grade she teacher. Fine. She's like hip, hippie weirdo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah. needs, her, needs her Miss Lippy time. No, but yeah, it, this is where the movie kind of felt like a little bit... I got like kindergarten uh, cop vibes, uh, obviously, mm. without the... You know the giant teacher kind of thing. It was just mm. putting an adult in this situation with young kids, and that's just like the awkwardness of it. But there wasn't really much. There wasn't too much. It was all. It was just like cute kids. Like you know they were. Oh, they were cute. They were friendly to them and stuff. And apparently on set, you know, like they were always hugging and jumping on yeah. on Sandler and stuff and all that. Um, when it came to the dodgeball scene, apparently. Sandler was throwing the dodgeballs as hard as he could, um, and off camera there were kids crying and all that. No they way! Got I don't know if it's true. I just read because he does. IMD you can see and try and find these little facts. You could see. You can definitely see that he was going to town. Um, <laughs> and I was wondering whether or not because sometimes you see it and he's going down. He's pregnant, he's but it's out. the kids off screen, kind of. You see the little head. Yeah. It might have bounced next to him. It would have hurt. I mean, dodgeball. I'm, I played that. Um, can I just say, one of the funniest lines in the movie is a little kid that walks up to him in that first class, grade one class, and says, you've got a misshapen head. Yeah, that's and what it, I was trying to say to you before, yeah. but I forgot what the quote oh, was. Right. And he just turns around and goes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that story time when he, um, so Miss Lippy is telling a story about the puppy... Mm. And he's engaged. He's so engrossed. And then in he's it. just outraged at the ending. He's just yeah, like he's like he's just like you. He's like, what is it? He goes, if your dog find that fucking dog. Yeah, if your dog's missing, you get off your ass. Yeah, you, you, you find that out. fucking you, dog. You take actions. You <laughs> yeah. yes. While all the children are asleep around him, she's <laughs> just like okay, okay, cool. I also love the. the you know, like, it was a painting time or drawing time. It's like, so I drew a blue duck because I wanted, I'd never seen a blue duck before. Mm. Like, he wanted to see a blue duck just because he's never seen one. I yeah. love that. Oh, I think it's Fantastic. great. I don't have the same level of enthusiasm about it I just as you. Really, but... I just really enjoy it. It just puts a smile, just that scene. Yeah. Just we're talking about blue duck. I'm just like, I get that. I yeah. get that. Why not? I feel you. I feel <laughs> you, man. Get crave, dude. I really like it. All right, let's talk about the other major teacher um, who also is a love interest. Um, yeah. So the reason, the reason I'm only doing these two teachers is because we have That's a period not... of time where he's in that like exposure to the first grade. It kind of just brushes over the second grade. He does the spelling bee thing, yeah. and then the third grade is really where the movie sort of plants itself. Mm. And then even later when he's moving on, you know, Veronica's still around. Ernie's still around. So that's Jared Cook, the kid. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Veronica Vaughn, uh, Bridget Wilson. So you have some theories about her. Well, first of all, do we like her? Oh, uh, yeah. But I do think she's in it for the money, man. I don't know. 100%. Because he's a, he's a dick. He's an idiot. I mean, when when, when they first met, and she's just fully against the fact that he's there, she has resting bitch face for, like, 
like multiple scenes yeah. when we first meet her. And then it's not until, you know, they go on the field trip and yeah. you start to see her smiling. But she's re- responding to Billy's actions. She's not responding to the fact that he has money. She knew he had money when he got there, so wouldn't she have started playing that straight away? So I reckon... Um, I think she's super smart and she's finally... She spends a little bit of time, realises how gullible he is and goes, okay, I can make this work. He's super, <laughs> he's super into me. I'm just going to make this work. Um, you took a du- you're just taking a dark... It's a dark take. It's a very say, dark take. If I was Veronica Vaughn, that's what I'd be doing. Because, <laughs> <laughs> well, can I also say she's hypersexualized in this movie? And then you know what? It is the movie. I get. I it. don't it's, mind. I just don't mind. Oh, she's a good-looking lady. Um, is Bridget Wilson? We should say her name, by the way. But I mean, her outfit on the day out. She's wearing like a pleated mini skirt. That is not what a third-grade teacher wears. Or did they? And we just didn't notice. Oh, I'm confident that's not. But anyway, too fair. My, my third grade teacher did not look like that. Well, that you remember. And no, they were definitely women in their, like, 40s. <laughs> 40s or more, I swear we to God. We could continue this line I swear to God. There was nothing like that. They felt on. like 40-year-olds because no, you I'm were pretty, literally No, I'm pretty sure they were. Old. No, I'm pretty sure they were. Yeah, right. <laughs> Legit. Anyway, um, but we're moving off topic. I'm just saying she's hypersexual. I was just saying. Just, just acknowledging that. Um, I mean, there's the scene where she... They're doing, I like her, they're, they're doing the quizzing and, you know, yeah. she'll undress. And that's how we're going to do our quiz later. Um, yeah. You're yeah. going to take an item of clothing every question that I get yeah. right. So I've made it so hard. Like, it is the hardest quiz uh, Bad choice ever. of words. Bad choice of words. Anyway. All right, yeah. <laughs> I went there. Um, but yeah, mm. seeing her undress is, you know, it's an exciting part of the movie. I, you know, I can't say it's a bad thing. What's the question that he gets wrong? The Spanish Armada? Yeah. Um, Inquisition the, or Armada? I think he, no, I think he got that right. The 1778 or something. Oh, okay. Or was that... Or, or something. He gets it right with Chris Well, there's Farley something with a bunch of years and he just, keep, he just starts saying... He's like, tell me the truth. He just, give me the just answer. Keep, he just keeps spitting off years. It's like, no, no, come on. <laughs> All right. Let's move on from Veronica. You already mentioned Ernie, but we'll quickly just cover him quickly. Yeah, Jared I mean, Cook. He He's made a, little... a friend. He made a kid friend. Yeah. Which I think is nice. A legitimate that... friend. Like, he goes over his house and stuff and... Yeah. it's, it's hang out. It's weird. If you, if, okay, if we're going to dissect that, right, it's like... So oh, it's, yeah. It's, like, very inappropriate. He's at a grown man's house, essentially. But when you think about it, he has the mind of a child. He really does. So, I think it's okay. Yeah, people say the same thing about Michael Jackson. <laughs> like, just saying. I mean, I get it. I guess, People yeah. look at that. Yeah. But I do think... I mean... You can't, you can't do anything about it. You just don't overthink it too much, right? Mm. Um, but anyway, the, the connection, they, they have a genuine connection, those two. So they, as yeah. in, well, like I said, there's, there's that are, scene where he stands up for him, you know, like, and um, yeah, the, pretends the to wear his thing. pants. Um, I felt very big brothery. Yeah. It's a brother, they're brothers. That's I guess the dynamic. Not nice to say... Yeah. But honestly, like, they were, like, best friends, like, almost instantly. Like, they were mm. at, you know, they were at Billy's house, and he was like, oh, you know, you, you're down to make that phone call to ask, the, you know, the, ask a girl if you, mm. you know, if, if, if you like anyone, yeah. but just happened to be the teacher, so it made it a bit weird, but, mm. uh, you know, like, yeah, it's just, like, friends goofing off, and... Yeah, but friends, yeah, but, yeah, I just thought... I like when, when Billy's introduced to... You, you know, a couple of the guys, like the boys, and you know, they're talking about like Mortal Kombat is like the best game yeah. or something, and, and and then he just like, like chimes the in, he's just like, over, like the dream yeah, and he's like, I, yeah. what did he say, Donkey Kong? Or yeah. something. He's just like, I believe Donkey Kong is, is the best game. game. Yeah. Bit of trivia about um Veronica, well, not Veronica, but Bridget Wilson. Yeah. She was in the Mortal Kombat movie. Oh. She played Sonya Blade, I believe. Oh, wow. If I can remember the name. Yeah. She's the one that wears yellow. I can't remember. I wish you didn't ask me. That's a follow-up question. Mm. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Let's keep on moving on. Oh, I mean, standout performance from this next person. Chris Farley. Chris Farley. Uh, Adam Sandler's friend, Chris Farley. Were they mates? They must have been mates. Oh, they were so... Here's a recommendation for you. Um, 100% Fresh on... on oh, I was going to say on Rotten 100% Fresh on Netflix. Mm. It's an Adam Sandler stand-up thing. Um, it's a recent thing on the, I think it was last year or the year before. Okay. The one segment of it is a dedication sort of song that Adam Sandler wrote. Yeah. Um, I think it's called My Friend Chris Farley. Oh, shit. And it's beautiful because they it? were mates. They had like Saturday Night Live together. Yeah, right. Plenty of projects. One one like this where you had an uncredited role, actually, Chris mm. Farley had. Um, yeah, they were, they were 
fantastic. Very close. Okay. Very close, mate. That's very sad, then, isn't it? As well? It is. Yeah. So when he when he did pass, I think yeah. He, yeah. he, lost, he, a he lost a friend. He is great in this. It's yeah, and it's it's just it's a char- It's like a character, you know. Mm. It's not. Chris Farley is doing Chris Farley. It's a character. No, he has created a like character. He's, it's, he's, it's, a, it's a gross he's character. He's gross. He's ugly. And it's like, oh. you know, the with the hair and the, the... I don't know. Yeah. That exchange as well. Okay, so... Yeah, like there's that gross thing where he tries to look up... Um, what's her name? <laughs> yeah. Um, Miss Vaughan's skirt. And then he immediately turns around to Adam Sandler and goes... And this is like a really good exchange from that dirty moment. <laughs> which is like... I, You know, what he's, he says like... We, he's had he's tapped that or something yeah like, like you know what I'm talking about and then Adam's and like, like just immediately yeah. goes no you haven't no yeah yeah and then just shuts him down like three times but he just keeps saying he's like, like oh well changes nah, the story but I know like somebody this. who did he goes, no you no, didn't you did. like, no, he goes, no yeah but it wouldn't no 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 and he gets back on the bus and he then starts screaming at the kids <laughs> <laughs> come <laughs> on that line where you know the yeah he's like good great grand yeah. wonderful it's the same quote his character gave in Airheads Okay. In 1994. The year before. Yeah, right. The year before, that's right. So, Chris Chris Farley's character, yeah, the bus driver I thought was a standout. And he just appears. So, you, yeah, it's just, it's just funny. It's a good inclusion. Very, very good. I have to admit, I did not remember before re-watching it recently that Chris Farley was in it. It just, for some reason, wasn't... Yeah, yeah. I just like, didn't picture Chris Farley as that character. I think I just I just remember the bus driver, you know? Like, yeah. it's... It, it's a character. It's it's that character in this movie. Yeah. Um, the last, I guess, school faculty who I didn't put in on the notes here for some reason, uh, but Principal, Principal Max. <laughs> yeah, Principal Anderson or whatever his um, name is. Yeah. Josh Mostel. Oh, yeah, Principal Max Anderson, played by Josh Mostel, who, you know... you know, Looks like Wayne Knight. I does a little bit in this act. You know, mm. he's in Big Daddy. He's like the social worker guy, but he's playing such a different... Oh, character. Pick, it's, did not pick it's, that. It's, it's, uh, I was almost like, is that that guy? Yeah. And I looked at it and I was like, yeah, it was. It confirmed. I was like, it's, compl- it's a completely different character. Um, mm. Yeah, interesting. I mean, I mean, on the surface, he plays a pretty straight character, but then there's that moment where they're giving out Valentine's and he, he tells Billy that he wants him and that he's horny and he <laughs> winks at him and waves. Oh, God. Oh, scary, man. Yeah. Scary. Then, and, and, and then that- there's the whole wrestling <clears throat> background and the fact that he oh, killed a guy by accident and he's meant to tap me on the leg or something he's meant to flick me or mm. something can I, he... just, can I just say by the way jason did send me a gif with him with the principal waving, <laughs> which grossed me out and i completely forgot the context until i rewatched the movie but anyway um <laughs> oh, yeah, that valentine scene like take the principal away from it is that not weird that you've got a grown man in a class of like eight-year-olds yeah and he's receiving <laughs> Hey, I mean, you can give out platonic valentines. That's fine. It's all good. I think one of them says, like, I love you. <laughs> oh, like, and there's that girl and she's like, she's oh, like, cute, uh, yeah. bright eye. Like, mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, you look at it and it's like, dreamy, oh, adorable child. Stare. But you're yeah. also like, yeah. No, kids, kids get crushes on adults. That happens. Yeah. And, you know, to her, it's just, he's just that tall guy in her class. <laughs> not that they want to read into it much, but they kind of actually address it because... When, um, what's his name, uh, Jared Ernie is on the phone trying to find out if Miss Vaughan is single mm. on Adam Sandler's behalf, she's she deals with it because you hear her talk in a very neutral way as if she's dealt with young boys crushing on her before. Yeah. And she explains before she knows Adam Sandler's on the phone that, you know, you, big people have big people relationships or something like that. Yeah. And so... So just kind of flip back to what I was saying before. It kind of addresses it a little bit. Anyway, it's still weird. It happens. It's weird. It happens. As um, long as no one touches anyone, <laughs> no one goes to jail. <laughs> it's okay. Far out. They address that a little bit more in um, "That's My Boy," another Adam Sandler movie. <laughs> There's a. Have you seen it? No. It's not very good, but they address <laughs> student-teacher relationships. Right. If uh, yeah. if you've seen the movie, you know what I mean. You know what we're talking about. It's full on. Um, <laughs> all right. What else we got left? Um, I guess I mean all of this. You know, you got all these interactions, and he gets through all the years of his schooling, oh, and then it, all of the parties that they have. And every year, he goes to a party. Principal's always floating in the pool. Always on a some kind of pool toy. Yeah, not wearing shoes like a normal person. Did you see see the way he what he's doing at I think it's third grade. 
he's floating there on his back with a ring and he's like squirting water out his back. <laughs> <laughs> it's gross. Um, There's just lots of weird sort of just, you know, one-off visual gags here and there. If you, if you blink and miss it, you miss it. That's it. There's yeah. no callback. It's just random shit happening. Yeah. Love it. I think it is, oh, it is weird. The, 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 clown, <laughs> the clown, that's a callback. Oh, yeah, the clown. Uh, he like, literally falls and he he's, looks like he's dead. Proper dead, and he's bleeding from the mouth, and everyone's laughing at him. Well, well he can, when he comes when he comes back, it's he within goes, that. Ah, you thought I was dead? Oh, I just slipped. I just had a brain hemorrhage. Yeah, broke my neck and had a brain hemorrhage or something. Yeah, I broke my legs. Broke yeah. my legs. Okay, yeah. and had a brain hemorrhage. Either way, he's they were still dead. laughing at him though. But that that all comes about through that. I, I guess you know, in every any story, the hero has to sort of fall and like hit rock bottom, and then mm. they have that triumphant return. And this, they break into a musical on Billy Madison's triumphant return where he's like, no, I can do this. Like, yeah. I must go back and finish what I started or whatever the lines of music and is. And what's Miss Vaughan's line that she sings when she's singing it? No, I have a nice rack. Yes. God. Anyway. <laughs> I listened, I listened to, because I was, because I was trying to find music for this, for the hour episode here to sort of use and I was like, oh, could I just use that song? I said, no, it didn't really work so I'm not going to, I don't think I'm using it. Can't remember what I decided. And I was listening to it, and when I was prepping it, it was before I'd rewatched the movie. And yeah. when I was listening to the song back, when she says, Don't I have a nice rack? In my head, I could picture Adam Sandler's face looking at the screen and nodding. Like, yeah, with the he, CDR. He, does, he breaks the fourth wall there, doesn't yes. he? Mm-hmm. Very, very much yes. so. And that's, I think, it's the only time the movie breaks the fourth wall. Doesn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. I'd say I think so. I don't think there's another one. So it is very much a <laughs> deliberate moment. Um, the decathlon. Yes. So you got the decathlon. So it all comes judge, down to that. Or judge? Yeah, he's a judge. He's a teacher. I don't know. It's not really addressed unless it was unless I missed it somewhere. If he's another teacher or something, or if he's he's brilliant. By played by way. Jim Downey. Jim Downey. Just delivering cold, very bitter yeah. lines. Best line in the whole movie is. When he turns around, he goes, everyone in this whole room is dumber from listening to you. Oh, like... It's just gold. Absolute gold. I mean, that whole, the whole thing that he says. Yeah. It's just but like, that was yeah. not even... Nothing that you just said was remotely close to being an answer. Yeah. Um, and, the, and the thing is, the music... Because Adam's... Like, Billy's given this heartfelt, you know, explanation of industrialism by using the puppy dog story completely disconnects it's just not real but, but the making, music is like oh my god and everyone's he's watching making and those connections and he's using you know like as if they're those things are, are metaphors and stand-ins for society not. and yeah. industry and you know yeah. like the consumer and all that kind of stuff and yeah you buy it you just go gee he's getting this done it's all happening well that's the thing because the, <laughs> the scores there and the entire yeah. audience is just silent watching him and you and they all I, cheer they're all into it but it is. Like, I mean, Slippy is just like, yeah, you got this. Yeah. The puppy story. That's right. That's what it's about. Um, and then, yeah, Judge turns around and goes, no, nah, that was stupid. Everyone here is dumber because of you. Thank mm. you very much. Thank <laughs> you very much. I reward you. No points. No points. Instead, he goes, well, he says something like, he could have just said no or like, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Wrong or something like that. <laughs> I would have taken um, it wrong. But can you? Uh, he's got his whole thing with the with his wife, the filthy tramp or something. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. He, oh. Like I, uh, cheating will not be allowed, especially if it's with what does it say? My uh, wife, especially a dirty with tramp. my wife, who's a dirty, dirty tramp. I'm going to snap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if anyone's caught cheating, especially with my wife, I'm See, and, and there's like one of the cat. There's like all these different categories, and one of them is like my wa- my wife, the I don't know, the tramp my or something. My wife is a tramp. Well, or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, very, very yeah, it's great. good fun. It's some good, it's good, good fun stuff. Definitely. Um, and last little character um, we have to mention, you know, and <laughs> is Steve Buscemi appears as as a as a, an old school uh, yeah schoolmate called Danny. Cool. I didn't catch Danny, but um, so I mean, what it, what it basically Billy has a realizes that bullying is bad, decides to call one of the kids that he's. I don't. I'm assuming Billy called everybody, but oh, yeah, because, I mean, he called a handful. Well, this because, is one that we saw, and yeah, yeah, he called him and was just like, "Hey, man, like I was a bit of a dick in high school or yeah. whatever at school, I mistreated you. You know, I just wanted to say sorry. Like it wasn't a cool thing to do. Um, 
hopefully, you know, maybe we can catch up one time and you know, have a drink, have a drink or something. And he's just like, okay, cool, yeah, that, thanks, man, thanks for the yeah. call. Hangs up, crosses his name <laughs> you know, off like a kill yeah, list. Yeah, he says people to kill, crosses his name off. And you know, the there's, and then he sits there's there. eight other names on that list, and they're all part, they're all people on the movie crew. Oh, are they? Like, so they're just they're just names of yeah, but right. yeah, but it crosses them out, so. It's all good. Yeah, and then he just sits back and just kind of ponders, thinks to himself, just apply some lipstick. Then apply some lipstick. Oh, it's brilliant. And then he appears later and actually saves the day. He saves the day when Eric loses his shit. Or Eric loses the competition, loses his shit. Pulls out a gun and is just like shooting in the, into the yeah. into the roof. Just like, you know, I'm going to... this It's all over, you know, where I'm not... You can't take me alive. And then, yeah, out of nowhere, takes um, Danny just shoots him from a sniper off from the back. And just kind of nods, I guess. One of the best away. lines. I am so glad I called oh, that, that guy. guy. Yeah. It was great. It's just... And you don't see... He doesn't... Steve Buscemi doesn't appear in the end, does he? But that's the... I mean, he appears in that scene. But you know how it... In oh, the, the graduation ceremony? Kissing, ceremony? He might... Oh. I Gosh, I can't remember. I saw this movie yeah. hours ago. <laughs> he might. He might. He might. Maybe he does, but... And he's probably kissing someone. Yeah. I don't know. If not... Either way, what a send off! If yeah. that's what you never, yeah. Can I? And now that we're now that we kind of covered everything, really, we you know, Kathleen was there, and then you've got the graduation ceremony, and we mentioned right at the top that um, Billy says, "No, nah, graduated, but I'm not taking the thing." There's a that moment of all the kissing, and we touched on that already as well. But it does; it's a, like a bit of a um, a staple for a lot of that era Sandler ones, where you've got usually you got like Rob Schneider yelling out, "You can do it!" or something, <laughs> you something can like that. Do but it is usually like you get a montage of all those little characters that appeared and they're kind of all mixed about the crowd usually yeah. at the, in those movies. And this was like, I guess this is the start of that really. Because you see the clown, you see his mates they're all interacting, you see yeah. the principal, you see them all just kind of, yeah. It's a nice touch and I think it's got that little bit of a legacy. Well, it's always good. Yeah, it's sort of like, it's like when you have like a theatre production or something and then all the cast come out at the end and bow. It's like without actually literally doing that. That's a really good way of you putting can, it. You can still do that, and you get one last shot of each kind of character, yeah. sort of there celebrating. You know the end. I mean, and... I'm sure there's there is a film like trope or something that people could have identified there. Like I think yeah. it, I think it wouldn't just be bloody Sandler movies. I think a lot of them do it, but I feel like I think it it, it works in comedies as well, where mm. it, because it is because the fact that they're all there, it, like it, there's a comical element to that also, yeah. and of course they're all doing funny stuff like making out with one one another or trying to touch teenage girls. Um, <laughs> Who kisses the penguin? I think it's Chris Farley, isn't it? Or is it the principal? No, it's Chris Farley. Okay, good. Yeah. Oh shit! I don't know. Is it a quiz, quiz question? No. All right. On that, let's go to the quiz. Absolutely. Actually, we're, we're there, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so you are quizzing me. I am quizzing you. Ten so. questions, 60 seconds. Absolutely. So for, for people new to the podcast, um, what we do is we take turns and um, with each episode. Um, and one of us will ask the other 10 questions in 60 seconds and see how we go. Generally, they're pretty easy. I've never, ever been threatened that, uh, with a strip show before, but that's not going to happen. No, it's not. It's don't, an audio show. The people don't know what's happening. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> All right. So we're going to get cracking. Time is ready, I reckon. Are you, <laughs> cracking. Are you, are you good to go? Yeah, man. Here we go. What plant does Billy continually run over in his golf cart? What type of plant? What? A type of plant. What is it? You see it? Okay, come back to it. Na- name one of the nudie magazines that comes in the mail. Oh, Drunk Chicks. That'll do it. Um, what do the guys throw at the windows? Uh, pickles. <laughs> uh, what does the class build in craft time? In grade one. Uh, pass. Okay. Um, what word did Billy screw up in the spelling bee back when he was young? When he was young, oh, why couldn't you ask me what he spelled? Ah, what word does Billy win in the second grade spelling bee? Couch. Yes. <laughs> um, what day is Miss Fawn sick? On Wednesday. No. Oh, <laughs> we discussed it. What um, was the cursive letter that Bill can't, Billy can't write? Uh, Z. Yes. Um, how old is Billy? 25. No. <laughs> um, what beer are they always drinking? What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, 
and may God have mercy on your soul. And that's it. Oh, oh no. Um, so that question there, four. Wow. Well, that was really um, bad. That was bad. I think I'm a bit long. I spent, too long, get the, to I spent too long on the plant question. <laughs> we'll come back to it. Um, I also asked, what beer are they always drinking? Did you know that? Uh, They're no. everywhere. Budweiser cans. They're just oh, cool. yeah. That there. should just be a given. Sponsored by Budweiser. Um, and 10th question, which we didn't get to, is what does Eric throw at his secretary? What stationary object? A stapler? Yeah, it is a stapler. I feel like a stapler put, puts her in a coma. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, it's like, oh. <laughs> All right, question one. Um, what plant does Billy continually run over in his buggy? It's rose, rose bushes. Like, they're just everywhere. Oh, okay. It just runs over. For some reason, I was just thinking palm tree, and I was like, no, a palm tree is too big to it's run, run into it. I don't know. No, it's just rose bushes everywhere. Yeah, like, okay. Um, oh. Name one of the new magazines. You had Drunk Chicks was right. There's also Chimel Fiesta or Women Over 80. There you go. You could have had either of those. Um, nice. <laughs> what are the guys throw at the windows? Pickles, you got that. Um, what does the class build in craft time? They build snowmen. Out they, of they cotton do? buds and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Like it shows you. It's a full thing. Um, I remember the blue duck. <laughs> what word did Billy screw up in the spelling bee when he was a kid? Rock. And he spells it R-O-K. R-O-K-A-Y. Because ah. the C is silent. <laughs> um, oh, you got the yes, next one. the C is silent. And then, last one. Oh, I don't know. Two more. Uh, what day is Miss Fawn sick? Valentine's Day. Oh, of course. Yeah. Um, and Could have been a Wednesday. Uh, yeah, good point. But anyway. Um, and how old is Billy? Um, he's 27. They mentioned 20... Oh, okay. In the news report, right. it says a 27-year-old who's attending yeah, school. Yeah, in his mid-20s, as, as yeah. far as I... All right. There we go. You got four out of ten. You did well, sir. I don't think I did. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> but, but thanks. That was you know, surprisingly last, pretty hard. Last time we did that, I was driving and I managed to get more than you. You did. You did really well that time. It's a hangover, though. That's all right. Anyway, let's go. Let's wrap this up, mate. <laughs> Should we mention that did we have hangovers after doing our hangover episode? Um, well, people can probably have a guess. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. I felt like I bloody did. <laughs> anyway. All right, Leah, let's rate it out of five VHS tapes. Do you want to go first? Yeah, okay. Um, look, I, I still I still manage to enjoy this movie quite thoroughly. It's it's not a great movie by any means. It's it's stupid. It's a stupid movie. It's good enough to get a legacy. It's got stupid characters. <laughs> it's got unlikable characters. It's also got characters that are quite likable. It's a mixed bag. The jokes look, it's funny. It's goofball you know, it's just a goofball fest, as we mm. keep describing it as. Um I'm gonna come in with a generous Three out of five. Far out, man. Which might be time, but do you know what? <laughs> it's classic Sandler from back in the day, a different it's, era of comedy. It's, it's OG Sandler. It's, yeah. It's, I mean, really. It's, yeah, it's it's Sandler of yesteryear, and it back was... Back to school. It's a, it's, back to school. It's amongst the series of the Sandler greats. So. Yeah. But yeah, no. Three out of five, I think, is a good uh, middle point. Cool. Well... Well, well, well. <laughs> now look, it's not that bad. Um, I, I mean, I hadn't seen it for ages, and then I watched it only a few hours before recording this. So I'm in a very fresh mode right now, <laughs> um, with fresh disgust. I feel like this movie. I'm when I was a kid, I loved it. Right? It was. I was young. I was like, you know, in my like, I think I was like ten or eleven when I first saw this movie. Mm. You know, like I was young, definitely a immature child at that point. Super related. Like re- relatable, uh, I don't. I mean, it doesn't hold up to me. It doesn't hold up. <laughs> there's great performances in it, yeah, and there's some real funny com- comedic beats, and you, so you can't fault it for that. And, like, and Farley and this, like that stuff. But there's definitely a few things in there where I'm like, oh god, I wish, I wish, I wish I wasn't watching this and reviewing this in 2020 <laughs> because I definitely don't have. Some like some of the things in there, I'm like, nah, and as we always nah, say, it's nah, always nah, interesting nah. to come in it, come in with that. Unfortunately, this is the curse of our podcast. In well, a way, that's it. is we do have to we look at it. We can't genuinely time travel. Correct. Although we pretend we can, but um, but I have to look. It, it, it's funny moments, and there's some true hilarious moments in this. But there's also, for me, just my little view, my little lens. It's a little bit challenging sometimes too, but <laughs> we all know you struggle with time. It's it's, <laughs> <laughs> um, but this one is a solid, 
It's for the lowest one I've ever rated, uh, actually. Oh, out of it, yeah. It's it's a one and a half. Whoa! Yeah, that yeah. is pretty rough. After watching this, the amount of cringe that I had versus laugh, I was like, I'm okay if I don't watch it again for a little while. Definitely. Wow. Yeah, man. The way you were talking about it, I mean, I knew it was going to be somewhat... That's no, because I didn't want to put a downer until now, basically. But that's pretty long. I would love now... That's almost unwatchable. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. There's plenty of moments where I was like, oh, come on, man. Come on, don't do that. Don't do that. I'm kind of excited, but dreading also wanting to watch Happy Gilmore again. Let me me tell you, I I couldn't, I would rate it higher than a three. I'll just say that now, because if we do do it at one point, I don't want to spoil that, but higher than a three. Okay, cool. So so, so anyway, there we go. You've got a very generous three. I've got a, I feel like, possibly generous one and a half. (laughs) Or maybe harsh. I don't know. No, 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 no. Well, anyway, it's our own personal score, Jason. That's it. No, of course. All right. Take us out, man. Take us out. The score is wrong, but it's okay. No, I'm just kidding. You're fine. (laughs) You're all good. Um, So that was our rewind to 1995. Uh, Billy Madison. Yeah. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode of Rewind and Review. As always, we remind you that any feedback, either positive or negative, or any rewind requests um, can be sent to us via that uh, by email, which is at thatfilmstreetpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can reach out to us on either that Film Street or Rewind and Review's Facebook pages. Yep. Like and follow these pages whilst you're at it. Absolutely. Um, subscribe and leave us a review on SoundCloud um, and Apple Podcasts as it does help others like yourself find the podcast. You can find our entire catalogue of episodes on that Film Street on the That Films You website. Yep. Oh, it's like we're doing this for the first time. It's oh crazy. Oh my gosh. Um, check it out, thatfilmsyoupodcast.com. That's my review. I've just blown you out of the water. <laughs> oh, I'm torn. <laughs> I'm heartbroken. My ratings killed you. All right. Coming soon from That Films You, uh, a review of The Invisible Man that you guys are going to be doing. Sounds like comics have a recent episode looking at uh, Titans in season two of Titans. And our next episode here on Rewind and Review is going to be Pokemon, the first movie. Um, slash Mewtwo Strikes Back. Yeah, it kind of has two titles, but we'll discuss that when we... <laughs> yeah. I actually didn't know about the second title, but um, I'm excited about that one, because that one, I enjoyed it when well, I... Well, do you know, we should explain, I mean, we'll explain again when we do the extra episode, do you know why we're doing that one? There's is a new Pokemon movie coming Well, there's a new Pokemon movie coming out. It's on Netflix, I think. It's actually available now. Yeah. Um, so we're a little bit behind, but that's okay. But it's essentially a remake of this movie. So instead oh. of us going and reviewing that new movie which is essentially the same as his old movie let's just go back and review the old movie absolutely loving it for context if you want to watch the new movie as well yeah you might be doubling up ah research we'll see what you (laughs) yeah that's it anyway on that thank you for listening this has been another rewind and review see you on our next trip see ya yes I will go back to school and achieve victory No man will take what my father has built unless that man is me. Please rewind this cassette before returning it to your video library. So coming uh, coming soon from that film stew, a review of The Invisible Woman. Sure it's not The Invisible Man. Holy shit, it's The Invisible Man. Yeah. So, <laughs> because it is.